Hello and welcome to the podcast. I'm your host, Devin McCoy, and this is the Dirt Bike Journals. As many of you have guessed from my Instagram content, I love the hard enduro side of dirt biking. So I wanted to do a bit of a dive into the world and learn a little bit more about it. Definitely learned a lot during the writing of this episode and would like to cover more, but suffice it for now to cover just the basics today. In this episode, we're going to explore just a little of the hard enduro and enduro racing world. We'll go over what enduro is, where it started, and who seems to have started this epic form of racing, as well as who is the hard enduro world champion. First of all, let's get started. An enduro motorcycle, what is it? Well, it's an off-road racing motorcycle used in enduros, and enduros are long-distance cross-country races with a time trial generally involved. Hard enduro is one of the most challenging, if not the most challenging, and outright difficult forms of moto racing on the planet. Riders find themselves striving to overcome obstacles that are only limited by physics and imagination. Log matrices, rock gardens, olive gardens, tire stacks, seesaws, hill climbs, mud holes, black holes, you name it, and they've probably tried to put it in a race. These obstacles are seriously challenging. Some of those may may be a little more challenging than others, or completely imaginary. You decide. It demands focus, balance, endurance, strength, and determination. There are essentially two types of enduro race. The enduro course on natural and man-made obstacles and terrain, and enduro cross, which is held in an arena filled with the gnarliest man-made obstacles. There are many races throughout the world that classify as hard enduro. The most well-known and likely the most prestigious enduro competition are the HEWC, or Hard Enduro World Championship, and the ISDE, the International Six Days Enduro. Race locations for the HEWC tend to change from year to year, but there are some mainstays you can count on, like the Erzberg Rodeo, Hispania, uh, Romaniacs, Megawatt, and the Roof of Africa, to name a few. But where did it all start? First, we have to understand the governing body behind the races. The FIM, or International Federation of Motorcycling, is the engine that powers all these races. It is a global organization that oversees 248 championships around the world. Founded in 1904 in Paris and currently based in Mice, Switzerland, the FIM is connected with nearly all motorcycling activities and defends the rights and interests of motorcycle users and the industry. It's literally recognized as the sole competent authority in motorcycle sport. If you've got a race that you want to be big, you go to the FIM, you go through them. The FIM's first documented enduro race took place in Carlisle, England in 1913. It was called the International Six Days Trial, but in the 80s started being called the International Six Days Enduro. When it first began, it was run on existing dirt roads, and as the race developed and bikes got more advanced, it turned to truly off-road racing. Teams from all over the globe come to the ISDE. It was held mostly in Europe until 1973. It then ventured to the USA, Brazil, New Zealand, Australia, and Chile. And here's what makes the ISDE so difficult. Each day, riders must mount their bikes backwards and race 20 meters to the start line. This determines who gets the first crack at the course. 
Okay, maybe, maybe that's not what they do. Each day is a long event with the riders pulling away three per minute. Everything is timed. Each day consists of six time tests and riders must be back into the paddock for a pre-finished time check ahead of their service time before the bikes are then pushed into the parking stable for the night. So essentially, riders get two chances to work on their bikes aside from the time they are riding on the course. Each rider gets 15 minutes before the start and 15 minutes just before the finish of each day. You can imagine as the week progresses that 15 minutes becomes chaotic and stressful. No outside assistance is allowed. The only help you get is at pit stops for refueling, water, cleaning number plates and such. Any wrenching or maintenance on the bike. Abby, be quiet. Sorry, my dog's trying to chime in and add her two cents. Any wrenching or maintenance on the bike must be done solely by the rider. Think about how grueling this would be. You're worn out from riding balls to the wall each day, and you have 15 minutes at the beginning and the end of the day to do filter changes, tire swaps, fluid checks, nut and bolt checks. That'd be crazy. It would just pile up. It truly is a high-level test of rider skill and bike reliability. If you wreck and break something, better hope you can fix it on quickly on the track or get to it 15 minutes at the end of the day. As the sport progressed... The bikes got better, the rider skills got better, and a new challenge was emerging, hard enduro. One of the most popular races in hard enduro motorsport is the Red Bull Erzberg Rodeo. This race begins in the Erzberg open pit mine in Eisenerz, Austria. From what I could find on TripAdvisor, this quaint little town in the state of Styria is quiet and beautiful and the people are friendly. Also, the mine tour is exceptional if you catch it at the right time because there is dynamite used regularly at the mine. And hey, who wouldn't love to see some dynamite go off? The name of the mountain the mine is operating on is called the Iron Giant. It is a sight to behold. It rises out of the valley as a multi-tiered rock pyramid. This uh, mine produces as much as 2.1 million tons of iron ore each year. So it's an active mine that they have this race in. It's pretty pretty neat. But it all began, the race, uh, when a man named Karl Katok... I couldn't find any pronunciation guides on his name, so I'm doing my best here. Um, Carl went for a ride in the beautiful Erzberg uh, landscape. He and his riding buddies saw the mine and its terrain, and an idea for a race was born. The event premiered in 1995, with 180 riders coming from far and wide to race up the mountain. Today, today the event attracts more than 1,500 competitors and many more spectators. If you haven't seen a race like this before, check the episode notes for a link to Red Bull's top highlights and drone footage of this race. It is spectacular. The rules for this hard enduro are fairly straightforward. The race boss for 2022 declared the entire course a no-help zone. In the past, spectators were allowed to help the riders in tough sections pulling bikes up and over obstacles. Also, the gas in your tank is all the gas you get. No refueling. So again, to get a better idea of just what the riders have to endure and go over and ride over, check out the Red Bull Erzberg preview. I'll have a link to the episode in the uh, link in the episode notes. So now that we've laid out what hard enduro is and where it started, let's talk about the king of hard enduro. This will be a touchy subject for some people. National pride in their country's rider or with a brand can kind of get emotions running hot. I think. There are many riders who have uh, won races in other disciplines like the ISDE and others, but across the hard enduro discipline, one name rises above the rest. Graham Jarvis. 
He is the most decorated hard enduro rider of all time. Listen to this. He has won the Scottish Six Days Trial four times, the Scott Trial nine times, the British Trials Championship five times. He has been the winner of the Red Bull Romaniacs seven times, the Erzberg Rodeo Red Bull Hair Scramble five times, the Red Bull Sea to Sky six times, and the winner of Hell's Gate five times. In just those races mentioned, that's 41 wins. That's quite the accomplishment. Today, Graham Jarvis travels all over the world doing demonstrations and clinics. So if you have a hundred, few hundred dollars and a, and a weekend to spare, you can join Graham Jarvis as he teaches his skills to become a better moto rider. I'll uh, stick to my YouTube seminars, take some mental notes, and go out on my own to struggle and cuss at myself and my bike. So there you have it. A brief history of my favorite motorsport, hard enduro. Before we end today, I'd like to ask a question, not just to myself, but to all riders listening out there. And I'd love to hear feedback if we could. What is it about riding a dirt bike that is so addicting? What makes riding a dirt bike so much fun? I've pondered several times trying to come up with an answer. Is it the freedom of riding nearly anywhere you'd like? Is it riding a machine to new places and seeing amazing things? Or maybe it's being able to control such a machine and take it you take it and you over hard obstacles that's so rewarding. We, we get a dopamine hit from the accomplishment for sure. Since I was a little kid riding quads through the desert or alpine trails with my parents, I've had a feeling of complete contentment while riding. That feeling is amplified, I think, on dirt bikes. I guess it also has something to do with being with friends, doing something really fun together. There's a definite sense of community among riders. Everyone is pulling for everyone else. Help is offered to complete strangers, and they're treated like family. Maybe that's it. Family. Riding dirt bikes is being part of a family. Anyway, thanks for listening, everyone. I hope that, like me, you learned something new from this today. Until next time. Goodbye. I hope you enjoyed today's episode. If you have a story of your own that you'd like to share or like to hear on the podcast, please reach out to me on Facebook, on Instagram, or send an email to thedirtbikejournals at gmail.com. And please like, share, subscribe, write a review about the Dirt Bike Journals so that it will continue to grow. Once again, thank you for listening. See you next time.